Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. 105 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. Yeah, it's the second hour brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Lots still to come here in this second hour. John Shannon, our NHL insider, with some thoughts on the Oilers and on the passing of Pele, who's, again, arguably the most famous athlete of all time. You want to put him up there with Muhammad Ali, you won't hear any argument from me. 780-496-0063. Both the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Excitement bet on it. And that number, 780-496-0063, is our Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. As we shift over to our headliner today, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. The Oil Kings with an exciting event coming up that we need to tell you about to do that we welcome aboard kevin radomsky he is the director of business operations and the alternate governor of the oil kings kevin thanks for jumping on this afternoon how's it going good how are you doing excellent the holiday season here uh enjoying some time with the family coming into pinch hit today so all is well on on my front i hope the same for you and obviously a pretty exciting initiative coming up this weekend in terms of the oil kings hosting the lethbridge hurricanes maybe you could pick it up from there kevin what's happening you set it up beautifully. Yeah, like we're very excited anytime we get to play here at Rogers Place. But this Sunday, crazy enough, Sunday, January 1st, we're taking on the Lethbridge Hurricanes, a nice early puck drop, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And what makes this game extra special is that following the game, we're actually going to do a live fireworks display on the ice. So it's, it's set to music. It's a ton of fun. So you get to watch three periods of great hard-hitting WHL hockey with your Edmonton Oil Kings. And then you stay in your seats. You get to watch some fireworks. And then after all of that, we have autograph session with players from our team. It's, it's a real family exciting uh, entertainment piece right here this Sunday. And for those who don't know, Edmonton Oil Kings tickets are extremely affordable. They start at $20 a seat to get some great hockey action here at Rexall Place. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I got to ask, so <laughs> you've got fireworks going off inside yeah. Rogers Place. What kind of preparation, planning, etc. has gone into such a thing? Because that's going to be a spectacle. I, I got to tell you, what they do is they actually bring in, we wire all of the fireworks prior to the game. So for years and years, I think I said Rexall Place instead of Rogers Place. Where I was going to go with that was previously we used to do New Year's Eve at Rexall Place. And so what would happen is they'd hang all of the different fireworks. And then once the game is done, they start bringing them onto the ice. It takes about 10 minutes for us to set it up. And then we have some really cool music that's all set up. And when all the, the crashes and the crescendos of the music, you start seeing the pops and the snaps of the fireworks. And what we really wanted to do is when we moved here to Roger's place, we started doing it on New Year's Day. And so many times kids want the excitement of New Year's Eve, but they can't make it that long. They can't stay up until midnight when the clocks turn over. Mm-hmm. So what we said is, you know what, let's, let's do it for the families. So New Year's Day, right here at Roger's Place, 2 o'clock. You'll be home probably by 4.30, 5 o'clock. It's nice and easy. 
not too interruptive, and the kids get to see the excitement of New Year's spectacle with fireworks. I'm wondering about the maze that's now set up just adjacent to the rink, kitty corner to uh, the casino and Rogers Place. I'm wondering if you might be able to combo a day at the maze and the outdoor area there with this game as well. So you know what's funny is I'm actually looking at it right now. From my office, I actually have the privilege of looking down on Snow Way Out right on the corner of 101st Street and 104th Ave. And for those who don't know about Snow Way Out, it's a 75-foot maze, a snow maze. And it's got some really cool stuff in there for the Oiler fans. I don't want to give away a lot of stuff. But as you're walking through, you're going to see representation from all the uh, the gentlemen who've had their banners raised here at Rogers Place. And there's slides for the kids. There's snow slides for the kids. And there's a full ice rink with boards. So it's, it's uh, honestly, when you think about great family entertainment, that's another thing that we're very privileged uh, to be able to be a part of. Yeah, it sounds like it could be a whole, again, a whole day for the kids if you do that. And then you've got the game, then you've got the, the show afterwards and a little bit of a fun zone set up for the kids uh, in and amongst the autograph session post game. Absolutely. So actually, every Sunday here at Rogers Place, what we have is we have the Family Fun Day Sunday set up. And there's bouncy castles, and there's activities for the kids, and that's all built in. There's no extra charge for that. So usually what we see on Sundays is people come early with the young ones. They get to play around, burn off some of that energy, and then you fill them up with pop and popcorn as they're watching the Oil Kings. And then, of course, for this Sunday, we have the fireworks spectacular and then afterwards, you get to get autographs and meet our players. And that's one of the things that junior hockey is so great for is the accessibility of these young men as they chase their hockey dreams. And for many, this is their, they are the heroes to many uh, young uh, boys and girls that are attending these games. And we're so privileged to have great access to our players right here. A special time of year with the World Juniors going on. Dylan Gunther, of course, representing Canada again. And and just you kind of got the junior hockey vibe going on right now. Uh, Kevin, this is presented all by Kiss and Country 103.9. I think that's worth mentioning as well as our sister station. So a neat little initiative there. Uh, Anything else that you want people to know? Maybe where where can you get tickets in advance if you want to head down there this Sunday? Exactly right. If you want to head to oilkings.ca, that's got everything you need. We're playing a game this Friday night. Tomorrow night we're playing a game, and then we're doing the big game on Sunday. So make sure you don't miss out. If you haven't checked it out before, I implore you, give it a try. Oil Kings Hockey, tons of fun, lots of kids, lots of energy, and it's a lot of fun. Kevin, we always appreciate your energy on the show. Thanks for jumping on this (laughs) afternoon. Okay, well, keep up the great work. Uh, You're doing a great job pinch hitting. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that very much. Happy holidays. Same to you. All right, Kevin Radomski. He is the uh, Director of Business Operations, alternate governor as well, of the Oil Kings Fun Weekend Planned. Why not bring the kids and and make a day of it? Like I said, there's the Ice District has, has swollen into what I think more of the vision was originally. So, uh, you know, it, it, whether you're down there for an Oilers game, whether you're down there for an Oil Kings game, or maybe you just want to throw the skates on and go skating out by the, uh, the new Ice House and sort of in the, uh, I don't even know, what they call that. I would call it the quad, but it is not shaped like a square, so forget it. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe I'll have the appropriate name when we come back. Brendan Escott here. We'll have lots of time for your texts as well. 780-496-0063. All right. 116 in Edmonton. Brendan Escott here today. Bob and the Oilers are flying to Seattle 
Yes, Tyler, Ice District Plaza is the area that I was looking for. You nailed it. Thank you very much. Um, that's what I was, this is my sales pitch. Just having officially been to Ice District Plaza, I didn't have the skates on the feet, but um, just if you're in the downtown area, you're uh, planning on being at the game a few minutes early, check it out. It is, It is again, I think this is what the main vision was and we're starting to finally see it come to fruition so very exciting i don't see any reason why you shouldn't take the kids on new year's day to that game against lethbridge oil kings western hockey league should be a good game we got ted holding on line number one we got some time for you ted what's on your mind today this is my friend it's uh i'll let you work with you the best i can i would love to help all the people in this society, Canada, the whole world. Today is the best day of our life. Okay, We need to live right here, right now. Okay, And uh, what I'm saying is, uh, with, the, with the game, with the Oilers, with this, with this, with this, with Nick David, he's a very, very special guy. He should be looked after. He should be helped, okay? And uh, sometimes there's not... There's, where's, where's David Sonico to help him? Where's <laughs> that guy, you know? Yeah, I, I totally hear what you're saying, Ted. And this is this is the problem, of course, with the modern game of hockey is you don't really employ a Dave Semenko. You got to find yourself a guy that can intimidate, maybe not quite to that same extent. That'd be hard to match. But you got to find somebody who can play 12 minutes a game and still strike the fear of God into you. Whether that's left shot defense on the third pair, or whether that's your third or fourth line center. I'm not sure at this point. It's going to depend on what the value is that Ken Holland finds on the market. I see a lot of toughness on the bottom right wing, for example, that you could bring in, but I just don't know how many more times we can sit here and beat on the dead horse, Ted, and say that that this team can intimidate through the power play or this team is fine as is. It's not. And no other team around the NHL that I can see is so lenient, um, well, lenient, yes, but reliant is the word, on its power play for that kind of thing rather than just having guys with a little bit more gamesmanship and willingness to engage in that sort of, uh, you know, kind, that brand of hockey. Yeah, Louis said it, okay? The Edmonton was able to beat Calgary coming out of that game. It was a muddy track again, and they did it with the skill. They were able to have that one game-breaking moment by the best player in the league, in the game, maybe in the history of the game, and he was able to squeak two points out past a division rival. But at the end of the day, at the end of the game... You know, Leon Dreisaitl hasn't practiced for a couple days. I didn't see what happened there. I don't think it was a hit. But if you want to trace it back to Mikey Anderson, now we're talking, again, we're talking about the same thing that we were talking about in the playoffs. you got to be harder to play against. What do you think? David from St. Albert, he is checking in once again. David, what's on your mind? Brandon, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, thanks. Happy holidays to you and yours. You too, my friend, you too. So pretty simple. What, what's happening out there, it's not one tough guy that you need. It's a character-type players, right? Even in a, strict, uh, a simple men's league type of stuff, if you come it right back, there's characters out there that play, and it's a type of player that plays, and, and it, it just doesn't come down to one type, tough guy. It comes down to a guy that when you do something to a player on your team, you have to back them up, okay? It could be something that's Kulak or whatever, whether the boys are being told not to do anything about it. Uh, I don't blame anybody. This is who their personalities are. And you need that guy that just says, hey, what, like Evander Kane, for instance, 
it's his character. When somebody does something wrong on the ice, he doesn't think about it. He reacts. And we mm-hmm. have guys on this team that do not react. Even the young guys coming up, Holloway, uh, McLeod, those guys, they're not – maybe they're drafting the wrong type of guy. Maybe they're worried too much a little bit about the skill level and, and they're not getting that type of guy that will go to war for his buddy, but he doesn't have to be a fighter all the time. And, and that just makes your team a, a lot tougher to deal with when you have guys like that. Well, that's exactly how I feel uh, about what they've done draft-wise for the last couple of years. I think you're on to something there, David. And, and this year, of course, drafting Reed Schaefer, who from the beginning of the process looked like the most logical player for Edmonton to try and acquire based on that void, right? So it seems like maybe this year is a a, a year where the, the shift has, has been made from, okay, let's just load up with as much skill as we can or take the best player available or maybe just somebody that we think might actually stick in this organization into, okay, who is who, who have we seen in the Western Hockey League be a pain in the butt to play against for his whole career that we know better than every other team because we see him come through Rogers Place every few nights, right? These are the players like Mason Shaw, for example, who is uh, playing in Minnesota. I come back to him a lot, David, because to me, that's the type of player you're describing. Brandon Hagel played in Red Deer, fifth-round draft pick. Why did Edmonton not have eyes on him and, and identify that he could be a fourth-round talent? So, yeah, I, I do think that we need a, um, maybe a, not an overhaul, but certainly a different eye in terms of the scouting. i got to press pause here, David. It sounds like we've got breaking news on the Ched front. Appreciate your call, Angie. Let's, uh, let's get to that right now. We interrupt this broadcast for 6.30 Chet breaking news. I'm Eileen Bell. Canadian folk legend Ian Tyson, best known for the hit single Four Strong Winds, has died at the age of 89. Tyson became a member of the Order of Canada in October of 1994. Stay with 6.30 Chet for further details. I'm Eileen Bell. When news happens, hear it first. Hear it live, only on 6.30 Chet. Well, there you go. I appreciate that, Eileen. Thanks very much. 780-496-0063. G says that Kulak is a little bit too passive. Um, I think Kulak is... At his best is the third line left shot defenseman. He's been playing in that second pair this year. Uh, I think your team is at its best when Kulak is playing on the third pair. Uh, I don't think he's a soft player by any means. I, I like what Kulak brings, but um, you know he might not be the answer to the question that we're asking right now per se. I think Nima Linen again is is the type of player that this team is is moving in the direction of. Like they can understand at this point. Yeah, we might need another Mark. Nebelainen or two on that back end just to sway things a little bit. But you got to let that player develop or you got to trade for him. And uh, it's a lot easier to develop them, I would think, when you're in control of that. David, no, Darren, check that. Calling in from Edmonton. Happy holidays, Darren. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thanks. What's up? Good. Um, so, yeah, my observation lately is. Very similar to what most everybody is saying about the power player, lack of physicality, etc. But honestly, my biggest concern is our play in our in the D zone and allowing the other teams to cycle and cycle and cycle. And the lack of physicality, I think, is enabling that. Plus, I think uh, some of our defense uh, have a habit of just throwing the puck up the boards, almost seems like blindly, only to be intercepted and then. Uh, then the cycle continues and 
I, I just can't help but under or try to understand why we don't try a different approach and we try don't try to be more physical in our own zone to stop the cycle. And then when our D do get the puck, uh, try to get it out of the zone with control instead of just blindly throwing it up the boards. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Darren, in terms of a bit of a disconnect at times anyway with uh, the forwards and the defense. And that to me just means the forwards aren't coming low enough to help support in that situation. It's not an easy enough pass from the back end out of the zone. Uh, you can't rely on McDavid to break the, the puck out of the zone himself at every opportunity, kind of like they do in the power play. So um, I, I, I do see what you're saying there. Now, now, this team, of course, has been built upon the idea that it's going to move the puck up from the back end, not that this back end is going to pulverize you into the boards to stop the cycle. But I've sat in this very chair basically ever since Adam Larson did not return to this team and said, huh, you kind of need Adam Larson right now, don't you? That physical cycle busting presence on the back end maybe not rocking chair steady, but uh, you can rely on him for that defensive conscience. And maybe that's what's burning Edmonton right now is a lack of defensive conscience from the right kinds of players. This texture says they really need a Jason Smith. You won't hear me arguing that one. Gator was effective. He, he was great at what he did. Not too many of that type of defensemen in the league anymore. And that's why you see guys like Eric Branson making $4 million a year. I'm scratching a hole in my head trying to figure that one out until you look around and realize that he's sort of a relic. There's not a lot of guys out there like that. So, yeah, would this team benefit from Jason Smith's presence? I, I would say so. Oilers shouldn't just be looking for one heavy player that can change momentum. They need an entire fourth line, says this texture. They barely get any ice anyways, but send out that line with three Hanson brothers sends a message every time they're on the ice. Listen, if I was coaching this team, I might do things a little bit differently. I'd prefer to have that dynamic changing line, right? But again, you can't just have three goons. You, you got to have three guys that can go out there. You, you got to figure two of them can kill a penalty and the other one had better been, be able to win faceoffs. So where's this complete player, right? Is he in Philadelphia? Is he in Minnesota? I don't know. Is he in Arizona? Playing the back end, wearing number three. All interesting food for thought. Our NHL insider John Shannon coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.